Welcome to a very special edition of Splitting Cases. It's both the mixed disc tape mixes music edition and the fucking pointies getting married edition. I certainly am and I'm very excited and uh, we're here in my backyard with uh, three of my closest friends. So uh, I'm very excited for today. It's pretty exciting and kind of on the day of your wedding you need a couple of beers you need something to fill in time you need something to take your mind off everything so aside from a couple of steaks this is what we're going to do with our morning oh well uh might as well get the guests to uh say hello g'day guys um andrew here on the um morning of aaron's wedding you might know me from such podcasts as (laughs) as um the uh the dead set (laughs) and uh this is probably soon to be the best of dead set (laughs) no one understands how many platinum albums they have Uh, albums dead set that's fantastic Hello, I'm Dylan. Um, you might remember me from the heavily edited Weezer podcast. <laughs> that was, Don't was worry, probably, all heavily edited. <laughs> that, yeah, it was probably a little bit blue little originally. Bit blue. Um, congratulations to the happy couple today. Congratulations! Very special day. Woo! It's very. It's hard to believe that we're old and <laughs> getting married Crunchy. and doing things. I'm not getting married, but. Some of us are. At some point, I will probably at some point. Many happy returns. Thank you for the second time. (laughs) We let the uh, we let the groom choose the the topic this morning. Tell us what it is and why. Well, apart from today being special to me because I get to marry my my best friend and the love of my life. Also, I got to make a, a playlist of the ages. So I meticulously chose songs that. I hope people enjoy tonight. And uh, Mrs. Pointy and I laboured a little bit over the ceremony songs, so I thought maybe we should talk about playlist, mixtapes, CDs that you've burnt, compilations you've made for friends. We're all of the age where we tape shit off the radio, right? Yeah, well, that was definitely my first type of mixtape, I guess. I remember listening to New FM or an XFM or, or something recording uh, songs off the radio listening to um, Martin Malloy yeah. or probably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a, a yes over there oh yeah yeah well, I remember that I think um, I think my first mixtape was um, not one that I actually made but one that I taxed off my sister and um, you know got me into a lot of the bands that you know first started listening to and I don't remember you know a lot of what was on the mixtape but um, I remember there was some friends all there was Tool um, and there was Mark of Cain I don't remember yeah, Mark any of Kane. they're about to play in Newcastle yeah they're playing yeah. the Cain boat yeah um, I don't remember what song it was I don't think I've ever listened to them afterwards but I remember those three bands um, off that mixtape uh, Dead Set would have loved to have found it again Dead Set Dead Set <laughs> my first mixtape thing that I ever did I was probably about I would have been nine years old and it was probably my first effort at audio engineering because I made a cassette call, I think it was like the Dylan mix or something and it was just really short snippets, it was like an audio montage that I made it wasn't that, number nine (laughs) it it really, it was close to that really, it was close to number nine, it probably went for about uh, ten minutes and it was just little five second snippets of all my favourite songs that I tried to put together. I remember it had a bunch of different countdowns at the beginning. So it was like the Did you introduce bits in between? No, there was no it was just 
short snippets of like songs that I made kind of with the CD player and the tape deck. So it would start off with like from Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. And then from the Michael Jackson song, one, two, three, from uh, This Started Dangerous. And then it was like Paul McCartney. No, oh, it was John Lennon going, one, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> and it was just like shit like that. I, I wish I still had it because uh, it would probably be an interesting listen. It's a good listening counting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have uh, the count on there? Reza would have liked that one. <laughs> I can really only remember the beginning of it, so I'm curious what was in the middle. Probably just a, a few little halves. Probably, probably a quarter of uh, the chorus of all my favourite songs. Mm, I, I don't have anything so well-structured. I just know I used to like tape a lot of shit off the radio. I guess that's recording off the radio. That was probably the earliest type of mixtape um, for me. Though but I've got to say, imagine you like did the library thing of getting CDs from the library and putting them on a tape. Well, you just read my mind because that was the, uh, I, I guess the next evolution was going, hang on, this library that has all these magazines about music Oops. also lets you borrow the CDs that they're talking about. So I just went crazy recording stuff from the library onto cassette. And I think I yeah bought a lot of TDK <laughs> 90s around that time. Yep. <laughs> and had, like, underneath my bed just, yeah, dozens, I guess, cassettes of, of different artists. Taping from the library sure fucking beats, like, waiting for a song to come on the radio that you knew was going to come on. It's like sitting there just going, come on, come on, your finger over the record button. Well, I guess as, like, a you know 13 14 year old you don't really have a lot of money and to buy like albums that were like 30 dollars on cds it wasn't really a reality so being able to go to the library little shitheads are totally spoilt these days they're like oh my parents internet connection i'll just download everything Mm. i want and i have the entire back catalog of music (laughs) from history here and i'm still listening to Nicki minaj don't you like Nicki Minaj? I love Nicki Minaj. <laughs> it would have been me. I would have been like, fuck David Bowie. Nicki. You now just like, want instant gratification. Now I like them both. <laughs> so, My anaconda don't. Sorry. <laughs> I did have that on a mixtape. Come to mention. Uh, come to think of it. <laughs> Tell me you guys did that, though, burnt shit, onto tape from the library. Uh, I did, but not until I was older. Actually, it was Pointy that, that introduced me to that because I lived a bit further from the library, so it probably wasn't as convenient. And I think the first bunch of CDs that I got would have been the Strokes and the Lemonheads. So I was... So a was teenager like by the then. the 2000s, pretty much. By yeah, then. I wasn't a kid anymore at that stage. Uh-huh. Um, I do remember going there to the library as a kid in my pyjamas a lot and just getting the maximum amount of CDs you could get out. And I do remember going there with my brother once and, like, he got Exile on Main Street by the Stones and he's like, oh, you should really listen to that. I'm like, who'd listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to, like, uh, borrow... CDs and then go home like I borrow the CDs in like Q Magazine or Mojo or whatever and then go home and sit in mum's car in the front yard yeah, and listen yeah. to music and read the magazines I don't know why I wanted I to sit the in the car thing. and do it we lived in a hotel in New Zealand for a while and uh, there was no CD player in the hotel we didn't have all our stuff moved over to New Zealand yet it was still in transit we didn't have a house and so yeah I just remember sitting in the car with CDs and listening to them and reading magazines. I remember quite liking sitting in the car when it was raining still. Yeah. Um, like that was a, 
even better draw card. And, I, th- and I think I carried that on later in life because, like, I remember when I was living in Mayfield, uh, if I had to go to work and it was raining, I'd deliberately take the longer bus. Is yeah. it the 111 that goes everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to get that into <laughs> into work just so I could, like, listen to music and, like, read a book for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> a five-minute car trip that turns into a, like, what, 45-minute bus ride just to so get into can, work. Yeah. yeah, it's like a trip around Middle Earth and you need to, like, get rid of a ring or something. Let's not hope that you need to do that. It is true what we were saying before. Uh, kids have got it different to how we had it. Bloody music, kids. Uh, Wait, music was hard to come by for us. Yeah. If we heard a song that we liked, you might not get to hear that again for a while. Yeah. You know, you don't just you can't just yeah. type it in. So. If they didn't back announce it, you didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, that's no. true. There was no Shazam. There was nothing like that. So what about uh, Audio Galaxy? Uh, Audio Galaxy was the shit. What's Audio Galaxy? Oh, you don't know? I think you remember. Go on. Okay, it was cool. It was post Napster. It was like you download a, a client, was it, yeah. for your computer, and it'd sit in the little bottom bottom tray, and you'd go on the site and just click all the songs you wanted, and it just had a bunch of good stuff, and it would just it would just download them for you. It was better than Napster because people couldn't cut you off mid download, mm. and 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 you'd end up with a twentieth of a song. Um, we found so much stuff. On there, and a lot of bands that that I heard of during that era always remind me of Audio Galaxy, yeah. like uh, <laughs> Quicksand, Afghan Wigs, uh, all the all the stuff like that. And there was stuff on there that I remember getting Hash Pipe from Audio yeah. Galaxy. Yeah. I remember um, one of the ones I remember recording off the radio. I'm pretty sure it was on Triple J. Um, and it was when Pearl Jam toured back in the 90s and it was the first I've ever heard Daughter. I remember just blowing my absolute mind. I remember recording it. I had um, the old tape drawers. Do you remember those? Like the yeah. you had like mm-hmm. three sliding yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, That's I, what was on my bed. That you I was had three. I had I had a whole stack of them. My um, I had them off my um, grandpa. I don't think I ever bought tapes. I just taped over the top of the heads, and there'd always be a little bit left over there. And you'd hear some like Scottish bagpipes <laughs> playing at the end of some Pearl Jam or something like that. <laughs> it was a weird um, grandfather like, and um, grandson mix. <laughs> That's a good point about rec- um, like recording the Pearl Jam stuff because I remember I used to be mad for recording like the Live the Wireless sets on Triple yeah. J, yeah. and I had like the UMI sets, Super Jesus, Jebediah. I actually threw some of them out um, probably six years ago, and now I really regret it because I had yeah. like I don't know sweet bootlegs off the radio. Sweet bootlegs. And now I don't really have. You threw out your entire fucking tape drawer for like from under your bed of all your tapes, and then like two weeks later you bought a car with only a tape deck. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> horrible timing. Stupid fucking decision. It really goes to show how well I'm going. My car does not even have a CD player. <laughs> you're retro. You're old school. It's hipster. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Make, it should make you mix discs. Okay. So the next car will play laser discs. <laughs> well, you could it talk sense. about mini discs. You were pretty crazy about oh, them for a while. Fuck. Could you I, make mix mini discs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, some program on the computer to make the mixed uh, mini disc with, and I was obsessed. Like I had stacks and stacks and stacks. And so 
if I'd go to work or something like that, I would have a bag full of mini discs that I would just carry around with me just in case, you know, I needed to listen to something a little bit different. I'm just imagining you, but smaller frame, just with this enormous fucking grin <laughs> with piles of mini discs. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't just have one mini disc player. I think I probably had about three different the ones, like new generations. I was like, this stuff is going to be the future. It's going to be awesome, you know? <laughs> no. It died in the ass. Is that about Obviously. <laughs> How would you go getting it onto the mini disc? How does uh, it work? I never like. I, you had to you rip. You had to rip it on the computer first, and then you had to convert it into a mini disc format. That was like oh, so oh, it was like more work. Than <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like it was. It would have been better for me to have a like just normal CD player and carry around CDs that the yeah. effort actually went into. But I was, I was all for it. I was all supportive of the mini disc mm. era, which didn't really exist. I don't think I've known anyone else that's had a mini disc player. You're keeping it alive, keeping the dream alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it should have been the future, though. It was uh, leading into where we are now. It was the precursor to the. It was the first digital stuff. Yeah. But everyone went, you know, there's got to be an easier way to do this, and there was. Yeah. Dill, do you remember when I got my first MP3 player? Uh, yes, I do. It was like a little blue thing. Yeah. Um, even in up to about 2009, I was using one just like that where I had to put a AAA battery in it to power it and it held about 20 songs. I, what, did, what did it have? 128 meg? Yeah, it was a creative um, MP3 player and it was about... Um, I think I got it in like 2002 or 2003. And yeah, so you could fit basically two albums on there and that was about that it. That was all we needed. That was amazing. It was like, well, I can Luxury. bring a CD. You could bring or two, two CDs and your disc. And I'd have to take a bag to carry that. This was like the size of a cigarette lighter and I could just put it in my pocket and carry two albums around. In the it was 70s, revolutionary. In the 70s, they'd be like, shit, you can put two albums in your pocket? <laughs> Yeah. I gotta carry a fucking crate for that. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely suitcase. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a bit of a revolution. And I, but I kind of think that that, in some ways, um, led to. It seemed like a great idea at the time because it was like I already have this music and I'm just being able to transport it more easily. Yeah. But then it became I need to hoard all the music and get all <laughs> the music I can, where it's impossible to even listen to it all yeah. and to become familiar with it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how we've ended up in the state we are now, where music's not really a, a thing, thing that, that people actively seek out. It's more of a background thing. Yeah, well, look, I, I remember when I had maybe 30 CDs when I was a kid and this kid from school, I think we must have been like 11 or 12, he was over at my place and I was like, He's like, you have a lot of CDs. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's my thing, you know? Like, CDs, I like music. And he's like, oh, okay. I said, I, I wonder what, like, how long it would take me to listen to them all back to back, just, like, listen to all of them. And he's like, oh, I'd be lucky to have so much time free. And I'm like, you're fucking 11. What are you doing? What, what do you have to do with your time? But um, I think, like, going into after mini discs, making CDs for people, it kind of... I don't know, I lost a tiny bit of the romanticism of recording shit and waiting for it and really, really spending time on it. Yeah, and I think that's probably why there's a bit of a resurgence in buying vinyl and yeah. all that sort of stuff now. Even cassettes are apparently making a little bit of a comeback wow. just because yeah. they're a lot cheaper to, to, to buy and produce. Well, that's one thing that you get with vinyl that you don't get with anything else now and you get, you get artwork, you get the album cover artwork and that's, part of the collecting thing for me with vinyl as well is 
is the great art with you see and you look at bands like Kiss how much effort they went into with their vinyl their artwork on that their stuff is just intense like it's so if good if only they spent so much time on their integrity <laughs> <laughs> you know like Kiss are awesome <laughs> <laughs> Didn't... yeah so Rogers did write the definitive song about Gene yes he did on Spitpoly so we'll bring it back to Rogers just for a moment yeah. um, but mainly just to bring Why, up because the night before your you. wedding you went to Dungog an hour and a bit away to um, troll through the Martin C. Tim Rogers. Indeed, I did. These time. are the things I do. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to mention that I'll move on to a slightly different topic, just maybe like mixtapes or gifts or something collectively that we've shared. And now I can think of for Dylan that I remember making him a UMI mix back in the day and also some Radiohead B sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we sort of traded some rock mixes that we came up with that uh, used to be the soundtrack of a lot of parties we had. Yeah. Um, we had some... What was rock mix? I, th- I remember rock mix kicked off with You Shook Me All Night Long. Yeah. It's yes! funny how we can just grab a bunch of songs and put them somewhere and remember what order we did it yeah. in because it really meant something to us. Get yeah, that mixtape in the right order. Man, yeah. the order of a track listing can really stick with you sometimes. Like the Red and Blue Beatles compilations, like the double albums, Red and Blue. Like... I think I I can always connect with that order of all those Beatles songs. Mm. And it's like when you hear a song end, part, part of your mind is waiting for the next song to yeah. to start after yeah. it. Like uh, it's it's there's something about putting them in the right order. Totally, it's so good though because I I love like when you make something even like nowadays you just make a bit of a mix on the iPod or something like that and you forget what you put next like yeah. and you think oh fuck what is it because what is it's it? so like, throwaway because you're just you know? dragging it in going yeah yeah, yeah that, put that and in. that comes back to the time you spend fucking dubbing something onto a tape as opposed to going you know putting it on a disc drag and drop well cut. even back when we were making these mixed discs you would have been burning it on like a four speed CD-ROM or something so you would have yeah. had to rip the songs from your CD to the computer it was almost the real time of a tape so it, yeah it probably wasn't much quicker than recording it like dubbing it from a CD anyway onto a cassette. Do you remember the anxious feeling you would get making a tape? Yeah. When it would be nearing the end of the side in the middle of a song and you're thinking, just hold out for one more fucking minute. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. So what's the question? Do you need to... If it's the song's only halfway through at the end of the tape, do you switch the tape? You switch it and keep recording. No, no. My question is, do you switch the tape and keep it recording from where it was nah. or do you start the song start again? again so you get to hear the first half of the song tape ends and then you hear the start of the song to the end of the yeah, song the yeah. I'd be I'd be start again for sure yeah, yeah starting up for sure what if you had three quarters of the song though I'd still would know. the song like, be on there two times coming to the end I would be I'd be fast forwarding it and then wait till it clicks over there and then go again on the other side just so yeah. you know a bit of a snippet of what's up to come yeah, yeah it's like the preview but you don't want to get interrupted yeah like you know all right, can I throw out there, like, mixed discs, tapes, shit like that? It's supposed to be an incredibly romantic thing to give to someone. Mixtapes for women. Have you given them, and what did you put on them? I, I don't think I did. You I don't know. think you did? I don't think I did. I, I may have, but nothing that, like, you know, comes to mind. Maybe I should make one for Kate. You should! You can make, make something, something for, for Kate. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone for easy jokes here this morning. Yes! <laughs> Um, I've probably made a couple. Um, I was seeing this girl when I was 19, I think. This is going to be a bit embarrassing. But um, 
I had, here, I hadn't had sex when I was 19. I was very awkward, and I, I met this girl that I worked with, and she thought that I was really awesome, but I, I was actually, a, like, a total... Goose. I was a total goose. Total goose. <laughs> dead set. I was a dead set goose. Anyway, I made her. A, I made her a disc, and it was a great disc. It had uh, the Benz were on there. Um, Jebediah were on there. It was. Nice. It was a great mix, and I didn't know what to write on it, so I just put a sticker on it that I had of a dolphin that said "Great effort." <laughs> <laughs> because she loved yes. dolphins. That's the best part of the I just story. thought, what am I going to write on this disc? Great and effort. I just, I couldn't, I don't Can't know what to fucking write. Even this morning, I, I wrote on, uh, a message uh, on Facebook for Pointy and Mrs. Pointy. Best wishes. Um, and it took me about five minutes to come up with those two lines. I'm not very good at writing short messages or naming Great stuff for, for girls that I like. It's a shame she couldn't um, say the same So it was called Great Effort. Anyway, I'd given her a bunch of my CDs to listen to. Pulled up at work one day and she was parked next to me and she just got out and, like, handed me this stack of CDs and that's when I knew that she just didn't want to see me anymore and uh, just told me that it wasn't uh, working out. And I still had that mixed CD and I stayed up all night and I just got in the car and went for a drive with that CD playing at, at about four in the morning. And I just drove out into I just drove out into the country listening to it again and again. And I remember I was very depressed. And then when the sun came up, I suddenly felt really happy. You'd made your peace, you know, that yeah. mixed disc. It was meant a journey you went on. More you to, to the you. Other side. Than it meant to her, and you kind of yeah, you worked through your issues. Great effort. I think so. And my friend Isaac at the time told me it has something to do with uh, the sun shining on you oh, makes God. you feel good because you get lithium from it or, or something. something. As well, yeah. You get anyway. lithium from it? Well, that's what he said. I, I never really Some looked into it. The sun. <laughs> okay, so can I borrow this? Did you make this for uh, significant others? Every woman that I have ever been out with. Like, I have made some kind of mixed disc for, and then multiple. And then with the one I'm marrying in six months, um, it sort of became, like, the first five meant a hell of a lot to her, and then the next five maybe meant something to her, and then after that I'm like, here's another mixed disc! (laughs) And, like, it must be, like, every month, and we've been together for about, I think it's coming up to eight years, so that's a lot of discs. That's a, a lot of patience, if you don't actually like what's going on to those discs as well, and I'm and I'm sure, I do you like what's going on to them? I know you do because you're making them. I'm, <laughs> I I mean, for nothing cutie, she's like, oh my, Moose is giving me this again. I'm not sure I totally like this, but I'll I'll try and sit through it for him. No, no, she always has. She always requests them now. Like she's like, okay, I'm done with this one. Like seriously, I've listened to it for a month straight. Like I love tracks X through. Like why, and I don't know. So numbers. you basically curate her musical life. Her musical life, yeah. Like I, you basically curate her musical life, what she listens to in the car, and then basically from there, the, like when we go on road trips, it's the collection of all the songs she said she really loves from all those mixed discs. So we, yeah, we have this. Kate's the same. Like Kate's, yeah. like Kate's music, like influence comes a lot off me anyway. I mean, I don't make a 
mixtapes, nothing like that. But yeah. you know, she'll listen to what I you know play for yeah. and stuff like that. And if I know she likes it, I'll make sure it's more of the communal music that we'll listen to. So communal she's not. Music, like, yeah, yeah. So that's what I call it. To a exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's my point, you know. So no behemoth or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I was going to say, like on on the drive up to Coffs Harbour the other weekend, I did a bit of a mix, but you know. I always had this the iPod and just going from Z all the way up to A and I'll just DJ the whole way through and just choose a band play it, choose a band play yeah, it. Yeah, but you know what the communal music is exactly. from what you've what she yeah. discovered through you over the years. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure I've made a mix for Mrs. Pointy as such, but I've certainly got her into different things and taken along yeah. to, to live acts. Yeah. But yeah, when I was younger I did labour over making mixtapes or mix CDs. But I don't know if they were meant to be like um, romantic as such Boy, or mean to point it was more like this is what I'm into. If you don't get this <laughs> I'm Understand not sure me. I'm not sure this is gonna work out. Yeah. So and then yeah, so I'm not sure they were um, anything lovely. And I remember and Dylan can probably recite this story better than me. Um, I remember once I bought a CD uh, by the Smashing Pumpkins that I was very much a big fan of and gave it <laughs> gave it to my girlfriend at the time, um, who's still a very good friend of mine, who I love dearly. And Batman? Not Batman. And uh, I gave it to her and then she, she thought I'd burnt the CD for her and we had some sort of argument. Uh, Dylan can probably okay. tell the story better. So, can we, can we say her name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Christy thought that you burnt her melancholy in the infinite sadness and you said, no, I bought it for you. I purchased the album, I bought it, and she said, no, you burnt it for me. And it just went on and on. And I honestly, like, to this day, I think she knew that you bought it for her, but she got it wrong the first time and didn't want to admit that she said the wrong thing so, in that on, one moment guys. there. If she got a CD, like, with a case and a CD printed on it and, you know, everything, how'd she think it was burnt? I just think, I just think she knew that she was wrong, but she just didn't want to admit that it was a bought album, not a burnt album. Women always being wrong. She so didn't, what did she think that you bought it for her, but you ripped it for yourself? Well, there would there would have been burnt no, albums that you gave her and yes. bought albums yeah. that you gave her, and she got it mixed up in her head in that one moment, <laughs> and just didn't want to let it go, and it just escalated. That's no, cool. I bought it for you. No, you burnt it for me. No, I bought it for you. No, you burn it for me. So then um, some rage built up inside of Pointy. He was probably the angriest I've ever seen him in his entire life. There's not a lot of Pointy rage. We were, we were, we were partying in the backyard at the time, so we'd probably had a few beers and got a tiny bit loose and... Uh, Pointy just explodes like the fucking Hulk and grabs this plastic chair and throws it up into the sky and probably about 45 seconds later the chair came back down and landed on its one leg and snapped. And this was why this was while she had gone inside the house. So she wasn't there. So, so let me just recap. 
you burn it for you burn it for me. No, I bought it for you. You burn it. Fuck you. Ah. And then she goes in the house. Pointy grabs the chair. The chair comes back down and just snaps on the ground. One of the legs busts off it, and she goes, "What happened to the chair?" And and he goes, "You burn it for me." And Pointy grabs some money out of his wallet. And just puts it down somewhere and says, I don't know what happened to it, but there's the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> so he can, uh, he can turn yeah. into the Hulk if you push him. Enough. And this is why we love him. <laughs> and I must say, I'm very apologetic. I was sorry, uh, sorry, not please. in the... Sorry. Yeah, that was, it was not nice of me. I do Apologize regret that. The chairs out there. I do. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I do regret chairs. that activity. Oh, look, we've all got... A lot of activities we regret, but oh yeah, that's a good have, that's a good story though. I I, I thought, thought uh, thirty years worth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, you don't get to be a, this decent a human being without fucking up a few times. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to go through the shit to find the the good stuff. You got to break a few chairs to make an omelet, <laughs> <laughs> well, something like that. Melted These jerks are just flying out. Plastic in the omelet. <laughs> Okay, well, we should... How uh, much was the chair worth? I don't know, probably $12 or something. 12 bucks, so who gives a I shit? I probably paid more for the CD in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> should have just burned it for her. Burned it for her and fucked up the chair. Uh, look, I reckon, though, you have made things that have said stuff to people, like... That's, that's so vague. I reckon you have made discs that have actually said things to people because I never thought that I'd made a mixed disc for someone about something or pouring my heart out. And um, I think Nothing Cutesy said to me a couple of years ago, oh, yeah, that first mix you gave me, like, I totally knew you were into me, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, you didn't. How? She's like, because of the songs you put on it. Oh, my God, how fucking obvious was that? And I was like, Really? And luckily so she's yeah. Luckily she still has them. I listened back, going, "Oh my god, subconscious was on it." You know, that's pretty good that she's still got them all. Though that's pretty nice. Uh, well, I don't think she has them all, but she maybe has those first couple that meant like that's a real lot to her. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I reckon there's there's a part in all of us that's kind of subconsciously putting things on there that do mean what you want it to say, but you yeah. don't know it. That's all. That's all part of the the mixtape kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. It's, where you're at, how you're feeling, you know, what you're into, and yeah. if you are going to share it with someone, that's basically putting it out there exactly how you feel. Absolutely. Well, I certainly showed you how I felt with all those MP3 discs that I lent you. <laughs> Man, I think I've actually still got all of those. Like, I, I ripped these MP3 um, discs that you gave me, hey, like, um, what was on there? We had some DSI, we had some Cradle of Filth. Yeah. He knows exactly how you feel. Um, Snot. Oh man, <laughs> I, I was only listening to that last week. I swear, like I absolutely love um, Snot A. Like, it's so good. That one album with the um, with his dog on the yeah, front yeah. cover. That's a sad album. <laughs> That's a sad. It is because he um he, he after died, that mate yeah, yeah after got mate he um he was in the car with his dog and that's why his dog's on the front cover of that album. He loved this dog and um he died in a car crash but the dog survived. Oh. Oh. It's great the that the dog dogs sober, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm really impressed that the dogs And then the dog went on to put himself on the album cover. He's so smart. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the Mitch mixes? Oh yeah, well, What's that's, a why, Mitch that's mix? why I was getting to that. Oh, All right, okay, yeah. go go for it. Um, I reckon some of the best three mixed albums I've ever had were um, some mixes that my mate had made, and he made them. They were just MP3 discs, and they had. 
oh, like a good 30, 40 songs on each disc. And they were called Mitch Mix 1, Mitch Mix 2, <laughs> Mitch Mix 3. You know, there's a lot of thought that went into it. Um, but the thing is, it wouldn't be funny if his name wasn't Mitch. Yeah. Mitch Mix. <laughs> it was Paul, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the really you, interesting <laughs> thing was that Mitch Mix 3 came out first. Right? <laughs> it was I, like Star Wars started with No, I just made four. that up. <laughs> I um I reckon that was probably what got me into um, Highwaymen. I remember that being on Mitch Mix Man. One. I remember just getting absolutely wasted and just having Mitch Mix One on and just putting like Highwaymen on. Is this Highwaymen like the outlaw country thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny. Remember when we bought that DVD? <laughs> <laughs> Went halves in the DVD. It was like in a in a nine ninety nine <laughs> JP Hi-Fi DVD bin. We were like, yeah, let's be heaps due and go halves in a DVD. <laughs> Who does that? We did Broke that. people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, we I remember. Happy to I buy remember. A $10 uh, cask, but not a ten dollar TV. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> probably it was probably about 2009, 2010. I remember planning with my friend Daryl to steal a Steve Miller band DVD <laughs> from BW, <laughs> which we never did. But it was a fantasy that we had going. <laughs> Just <get laughs> of us running out of the that. mall with that DVD with the alarm going off. I wish I still had those CDs, though. They were fantastic. Well, I think the shitty thing about all of those MP3 mixes that yeah, we made... Even is, if they were around, they would have degraded. Well, maybe. not just that. They were all ripped at such a shitty bit rate, which yeah. we didn't really care about at the time because it was like... you got to squeeze more on the disc we, than what you can. Yeah, we didn't really know how good it could sound back then. I think we were just happy to have songs. Yeah, yeah. I, I there's many a drunken night listening to these CDs and like if I still had them I think that would be the good thing because you get the nostalgic sort of feel that you can go back to where you were that sort of era that you were listening stuff to like um, I kind of like that Frenzel album the um, Forever Malcolm Young like listening to that that reminds of like us at um, Havelock Street yeah. that and summer lost, lost sort of one. era yeah like it just it, it clicks yeah, to that you know and so does kind of Mitch Mix as well I reckon Cool. I'm not sure I ever really made a mixtape for Moose, though. I remember I did burn him um, a bunch of UMI B-sides once, maybe, yeah. and also the Stolen have... Stolen Songbook EP by Bob Evans. Yeah. I think that's all I can really remember, though. Because I don't think I was up to purchasing on the internet at that point. You're like 2014. I just I didn't get it then. But um, 2014? Yeah, I'm just being a fuckwit. Um I don't think I had been into purchasing stuff off the internet then and you'd bought that EP, so that was really good to get. But I don't think we've ever made each other a mix disc. No, well, we uh, probably have a lot of the same stuff, so there's yeah. probably not a lot that... No, and le- like I could make you mix discs of shit you wouldn't like, but like most of the stuff we do like does cross over. Yeah. But maybe that's, maybe that's a project for the time this gets posted. Start thinking that we'll make a mix disc, pointy in the moose, we'll each make one for each other and we'll post it. Okay. Sure. Of stuff that of of stuff that like you may not know, like and vice versa. Yeah, or stuff that like reminds you of that person, or just stuff that we don't. Because no, fuck, fuck, we may not know because we talk about everything we like anyway. So my heart's melting right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, we better wrap this up because we've got to go get some lunch and then go to a wedding. Stories. Well, give us one last story. Okay. The best, the cream of the crop. Remember Courtney? Yes. From the internet? Yes. I had Courtney this, from the internet? I had this internet friend. Um, I'm still friends with her. I'm yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, obviously, we don't she's really have any contact anymore. But um, she's Facebook. still around, and, and she's grown up into a gorgeous young lady. Blossomed. She, she's awesome. 
from what I can see in the pictures on What's the Facebook. Paris. Oh, got him. Um, yeah, we're Facebooking she's, this. She's from America, and I met her on the Weezer message board a really long time ago, and we became friends on the internet, and she was younger than me. Um, well, she looks and nice. she sent, like, we talked all the time. Uh, Pointy did as well uh, with her, and she sent me a mix CD for all the way from Texas, and it was fucking great. That's it had cool. pavement on it. She was so young, but she was into better music than me. Why so um, young? How didn't old you get was her she? into um, Allie Daly? Probably, I think you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was probably 15 when she sent me the mix CD, and, and she how wrote old me. Are you? I would have been 18. Oh, that's all right then. And um, she wrote me a nice letter about what was going on at school with her and her friends at the time, and the CD was sweet. It had uh, Elvis Costello, Daddy Can I Turn This, was the first. She was a master at making a mixed CD. I just even Facebooked her. Age. She looks pretty cool. She's awesome. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was going to make her a mix. I actually did make it. I made her a mixed CD, actually two mixed CDs that I was going to send back. But she wouldn't give me her address <laughs> because um, her parents were like really conservative and didn't, and they would have freaked if she got a letter, uh, if she got mail from Australia. Some guy in, yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, I we never, convicts, I fair. never got so to it's send like it to her. From prison, in a way. I love that there's this sort of. One. <laughs> Well, uh, let's actually wrap it up now because we could talk for wrap another up, two hours very problem. easily, but we have uh, things to do. Do you want me to record the ceremony or like, keep the microphone in my pocket? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just thought we might... <laughs> can, I, can I say, is that a microphone in your pocket? Yeah, or are you just happy to see me? Um, I thought we just might end the episode Literally with a quick recap. It looks like you're bending down in my pocket. It's like, <laughs> is that a microphone in your pocket? Yeah, I thought we might end the episode with a quick recap of what's to come for this ceremony today, what songs we've chosen. That's a good idea. Yeah, so we're kicking off as uh, the beautiful bride-to-be walks down. We're going to be listening to the dulcet tones of the darkness, I believe, in a thing called love. We believe that's quite appropriate and uh, it's going to be a fun way to kick off the day. And then uh, as the signing is going on, there'll be Nothing's Ever Going to Be the Same Again by the UMI. I know you're signing like your wedding documents, but will you sign my, like, your autograph for me like on my boob? Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you sign my cast? Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's lucky I don't have a cast today, really. <laughs> I thought you were almost going to say Nothing's Ever Going to Stand in My Way Again by Wilco. No. Which I was listening to as I left the house before, thinking this would be a good song for the day. But, uh, <laughs> Is there any Wilco? Uh, there's Wilco on the playlist. Oh, I'm not sure. I might have took it off because a lot of the songs are very depressing. You wore a Wilco uh, shirt to pick up my niece with me the other day. I did. And she was looking at it, reading it, going, Will? What does that say? Oh. Will? Bo? Ka? Ka? I was like, you can call Pointy Wilco. And she's like, okay. And she didn't. No, she didn't. So the other songs are I Found You by Alabama Shakes. I'm not sure <laughs> if you guys have uh, heard that, but it's Alabama. Good yes, I've heard that. And uh, Got to Get You Into My Life by The Beatles. Which, although it's about Never marijuana, it. um, it's still a lovely sounding song. So uh, we thought that like was appropriate. Like marijuana addiction. Yeah. And so 
So I did end up making like five different playlists. So that's the ceremony. There's uh, what we're going to listen to when we're having canapes, drinks, and dinner. So I won't read that out. Weddings are funny things in that, like, you... Like, well, okay, they're funny things for many reasons, but, like, that you use the word canapé when I've never heard you use the word canapé before. <laughs> no, it's no. not a word that I <laughs> use like, in regular day-to-day. No, and it's like, we're having a wedding, so we're going to have canapés. Is and there it's like okay. word for it? Like, I tuned out when you said yeah. food. Yeah. It's just it food. But it, it kind of sounds like you're going to have, like, little yeah. mini hot dogs or something like that if you say food. I love uh, mini hot dogs! Some, some fairy bread and some mini hot Well, the canapés are like um, the noodles, like noodle boxes and stuff. Well, the noodles so, are like, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to have fairy bread at my wedding now. Let's do this. We, we can arrange that. I love fairy bread too. But okay, hold on. Do you love fairy bread with the like the little round fairy sprinkles yeah, or the like yeah. the straight? No, the no, straight you don't want straight. Ones. I like the balls. <laughs> Why did I fucking say that? Dead set. Why did you do that? Dead set. Is that a microphone in your pocket? <laughs> I love the balls. <laughs> no, I like the little straight, like sticky yeah, ones. Yeah. Like they like they're easier to eat and they taste better. <laughs> You just don't like balls in your mouth. I don't like balls in my mouth. We could get going. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. Okay, so uh, so after what that, he drives it, and you just try and just just drive it into the fucking ground. <laughs> it's a it's a push pull. It's a push pull relationship. We've had this conversation before after most podcasts where I'm like, I love that you like hold this thing together, and I just fucking throw it off track. I derail this thing every time. It's not like that. Speaking of she had. So, um, so yeah. So after that, we've got the uh, the first dance. Uh, What's the first dance? Well, it's where Mrs. Hold on, Pointy you and I. That, like, do you mean what is the first dance song, or what is the well, first dance as a I concept? I mean, in general, what are you talking about? <laughs> do well, you? What are you, are you dancing? Well, at, at a this wedding. Thing? Yeah, well, at a wedding. I haven't. I've, I've hardly been. You not watched a, a movie with a fucking wedding in it? Yeah, but I. You know, life ain't a movie. <laughs> Life is beautiful. You still dance Life at a wedding? A Do you dance at a wedding? Yes. yes. You know, is is there like a specific a dance, flash dance that you're gonna do? No. Have you practiced dancing, no. or is it just gonna be like we're just gonna shuffle next to each other <laughs> and uh, hope for the best? I've okay. been to weddings before where the entire bridal party has choreographed a dance, and that. Oh, it's we didn't subject you to that. We're yeah. just, uh, I would never subject my bridal party to that. I've barely been to a wedding in my life. Barely? Okay, barely. well, we're going to have a... You did ask me at the rehearsal, how long does this wedding thing go for? I don't know anything about <laughs> weddings. We're going to have ourselves some goddamn fucking good times. So after the first dance, <laughs> I've got a playlist that's called Party Time Motherfuckers, <laughs> uh, which includes... I won't read them all, but there's some uh, such tracks as... Kick out the jams, Kick obviously. The jams. Born to Run, yes. Janie Jones, Love Cats. There's uh, some lots of fun songs on there, and uh, the final song for the night. Nut uh, Bush. As we uh, <laughs> as we exit the building. Chicken dance. Will be <laughs> I Will by the Beatles. Oh, that's really sweet. So um, yeah. so yeah, so um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm sure today is going to be fantastic, and thank you to these three kind gentlemen for agreeing. To to oh. be in my bridal party. Oh, you're welcome. We didn't have to do much. And you didn't have a choice. Um, so, ah. um, but no, thanks very much uh, from the bottom of, of my heart. Oh, that's really and, uh, oh, the bottom of his heart. And I'm very much looking forward uh, to marrying Mrs. Pointy today. By the time this goes to air, you'll be well and truly married. She actually will be Mrs. Pointy. Yeah, she will yeah. be, officially. Literally. Literally. Like, literal. So, cool. Uh, thanks, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're so welcome. If you want to find us... Just... Uh, 
Just don't just be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> just don't be a sleaze. If you want to find us, um, we won't give you our addresses or anything, but you can check us out on ITN's Podbean, all the usual places. Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, maybe like Tumblr and website one day when we're grown up. Pretty much basically however you're hearing this, just do that again. Do yeah. that again. I mean, this promotion's kind of pointless because it's only to the people that have already worked out how to download it. I feel like our audience is dedicated enough to play it to other people who might know, not know how to get it, and they're like, I need that reminder. If the night goes well, it'll be on redtube.com. Yes. <laughs> That's the way to end it. Sleep, hey.